This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashivega, and we are in the community room of the Holyoke Public Library. Our background, it is the new masterpiece. And today we are going to be talking with the creators, the facilitators who helped this beautiful work of art be possible. I want to welcome Colectivo Moribibi, directly from Puerto Rico. And I want to introduce its members. Salome Cortez, Raisa Rodriguez, Rachel Dowd, who is the teen librarian here in the Holy Public Library. And we have also Sharon Gonzalez. Welcome and thank you for this beautiful opportunity of talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the reason for Colectivo Moribibi to be here is because during this summer, you have been facilitating a workshop for Girls Inc. for their externship program. And the goal was to create two murals inside Holyoke Public Library. Let's start by getting to know a little bit more about who you are as Colectivo Moribibi, what is the type of work that you have been doing, not only in Puerto Rico, but pretty much everywhere around the world, and the work that has been going on for the past month here in Holyoke. <laughs> Colectivo Moribibi uh, is a collective of uh, women young artists. That we have been doing mural science 2013. We used to make murals, but also we focus on doing projects uh, with co the community. We start uh, participating in mural festivals, but science, the people start seeing our work and our murals, different kind of organizations start to reach out us to collaborate with them and doing like to make murals, but with another members like community, like kids, um, young people, Um, different kind of people and you know to work with uh, their problems or their situations not only like create a beautiful mural but also you know to project their ideas or their um, identities because that is important to make them more visible and also to talk to others like hey, there's uh, these people that need help or this is kind of people that, yeah, they live and they have this, this type of life or, you know, etc. When we talk about Moribibi, we are referring to this plant. Well, first of all, Moribibi is a way of saying I died, I came back to life. Mm -hmm. And this is a very well-known plant in, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. As soon as you touch it, it apparently wilts and it looks like it died, and then a few minutes after, blooms back to the way it was. And this is a perfect example of what it means, in your case, the work that you're doing when you talk about representing identities and representing situations of social impact. And is that way of saying resilience through your work in, in murals. 
how the idea of naming Moribibi to your collective came around. <laughs> so <clears throat> we were, when we started painting in 2013, um, we were all high school students. And the truth is we just went as a group because we studied in this specialized um, school of arts. And we went as a group from there. We all turned out to be women. And the organizer of the event where we participated, which is called Santurza's Ley, said to us, you have to give yourselves a name. And we went through a lot of brainstormings together and many names we didn't like. And we ended playing I Spy in front of the wall where we first did our first mural. Um, there was a patch of Moribibis. And because we were just like playing I Spy, one of our members said, what did you be? Like, as a name, and we all got that instantly. And we just clicked with it immediately. And it was very, very spontaneous in that moment. But with the passing years, it has made more sense. Like, it happened that way, but now it has a lot of meaning. I can definitely identify that growing on the name and seeing it as something that has more sense not only for, for the work you're doing, it's a name that sounds so playful, mm -hmm. that it sounds so part of the Puerto Rican lingo. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a word that sounds so unique. Even though it is well understood in Spanish for anyone who speaks the language, but when you hear Moribibi, you immediately know it's yeah. from Puerto Rico. Yeah. How was for you this experience of being involved not only in Holyoke, but in the Pioneer Valley, when you were here last year facilitating the creation of some murals that are visible right now on Main Street, and more recently, some of the work that has been made in Springfield. So last year, the reason that um, we connected to this place is because I, I came here after the hurricane hit Puerto Rico, and just came here looking for a job at first because things were tough. I worked in a factory and then I found another opportunity to study in one of the colleges of this area. And through them, I knew that I wanted to paint and I connected with the Puerto Rican community here, which was very important for me as a person who was displaced from my home because of necessity. And when, when we do art, and that's like how we connect to people. So it was super important for me to give back to that community that opened their arms to me. Um, so actually I found a um, budget, like I wrote my grant, my grant proposal and found a budget to do those murals last year with another member of the collective who is not with us here. Um, she's in Puerto Rico. And that was what opened the doors to keep working in this area. So I have like that special, um, like, those special roots I laid down last year, and this is now like flourishing and coming into something more. And I got the chance when we worked in Springfield, I was very excited to bring the rest of the group here and then do this project. And I hope they can like share how they feel about that because they know I was like really, really excited for us of coming back here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like. After the hurricane, there was, a, how much time were you here? Six six months? More than six months? 
Um, yes, more than six more months. More than like six months? months? Like eight months. Yeah, I remember that period being very um, kind of like entre, entrecortado. Um, how do you say? Um, like, like a very interrupted. Interrupted. Yeah, like a very interrupted time. And I remember mostly our conversations through the phone about how you were feeling and how you were doing and, you know, how you were coping with everything that was happening in Puerto Rico, but also simultaneously, like here in Massachusetts. And to be honest, the comparison or kind of the change from everything that I heard you or your perspective from that time to now getting to meet the space in person, it's kind of, I think this is such a great, or it was in that moment for you, such a beautiful place to heal because that's you know what a lot of us had to do kind of like leave the island to heal and then come back with a little bit of more energy or a little bit more of time and space and, men and mental health to kind of uh, pour energy into rebuilding that island and I think seeing it in person has been such a wonderful experience first being in Springfield uh, that mural festival so well organized um, fresh fresh paint Springfield um, organized by Brit I don't know how to pronounce Ro it it's, it's written like R-U-F-E but I have no idea of how to say that R-U-F-E <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the record like Ryu um, that was a that was a great mural experience because we got to you know like see the strong presence of Puerto Rican and Latin just Latin communities in general in such a like strange corner of the world really <laughs> never thought that um, my first um, travels yeah, with nice. um, with Mori Vivi would be to Massachusetts because <laughs> uh, these girls have gone to Chicago, Australia, New York, um, China, uh, China. <laughs> thank you, China, um, and then just to land in Massachusetts, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can definitely, from an outsider point of view, underestimate the space, but it's only once you get there that you realize like how much moves in it and how much is happening and like the thirst that there is for for things like this you know for like moments to share in a community so. <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah the experience that i have been um I'm here, like in Massachusetts, like Springfield and Holyoke has been beautiful for me. You know, I noticed uh, that thing that Sharon told me about the Puerto Rican community and all the Puerto Rican people, you know, um, the other people like Latin people and American people that live here are uh, such a beautiful group of um, human beings. And and I, I have been enjoying it a lot, like has, uh, Salome said the Fresh Pain Mural Fest uh, experience has been like the best experience that we have been and I got here like a few days ago but I have been joining so much like the process, the girls, Rachel and I really love this space. I I think that the library have been doing like, like such uh, beautiful and you know excellent work and 
I really love that. Like, I wish that I had a type of library like this one in Puerto Rico, because um, we have a, a lot, but they don't do like this kind of projects, mm -hmm. and we need that too in Puerto Rico. So this experience can help us to maybe talk with other institutions in Puerto Rico and make some projects like, thi like this one. And uh, yeah, I wanted to repeat it. Not only in Puerto Rico, but also here, maybe next year. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, and have the opportunity to um, join the, the process uh, from the beginning. And when, when we talk about spaces like the public library here in Holyoke being the canvas for this beautiful work, it is interesting to realize that not always public spaces like this are open for public expression, mm -hmm. which is ironic, even absurd. Yes. I would like to ask Rachel a little bit about this whole idea and this endeavor that is in much thanks to your initiative and your idea of bringing some of this expression and this fresh art to the walls of the Holy Public Library and at the same time creating a vessel of connection with the community and most important with the youth of our city. Yeah, thank you, Johan. Yeah, it's I've been planning this project with these wonderful women for the better part of a year now um, at this point. I first found out about the collective in general from a coworker who mentioned that they were doing the project with the Cuyo Social Justice Camp Program. And so once she told me about it and explained, I just knew that that would be a fantastic fit for the youth at the library as well. So I met with, I met with Sharon and another member of the collective and yeah, we just started formulating and planning this idea and through many grants later and many meetings with administration and figuring that out, um, the project was formed. And so I knew that I wanted it to be rather than the collective just coming into the library to create a fantastic mural, I knew that it was going to be essential that they work with youth because I knew that that was part of their experience um, in the past working with youth and coming into communities getting to know the community and just being able to collaborate and help the community kind of express their ideas through public art so um, it just so happens that the youth from Girls Inc they were looking for um, a work site for one of their summer externships. So it just, it all came together so beautifully through kind of um, community organizing and community collaboration. So the girls from Girls Inc. were able to come here and work with the Colectivo and actually get paid to do their work here, which I think is super important, especially as like a female artist, um, to just know that your work is really valuable and that the community and like your employers just value your work. So that was something that was just really special as well. And so they signed up for the externship and I also gathered a group of really wonderful youth from the public library as well. And yeah, so we kind of formed this really amazing group and it 
also just kind of happened magically that it was a group of all teenage girls, um, which I think we didn't we didn't exclude boys from joining. It just it just happened that those were the the folks who really wanted to commit to this project too. So it just like kept on coming together like very serendipitously and just pretty magically as well. And that is again another perfect way to continue proving how much women are the strength of our society, how much when women get together, things happen. Absolutely. I actually had some youth who were mentioning, they were talking about, they were like speculating, they're like, oh, if we had boys in this group, and then they just kind of came to the conclusion on their own, they're like, oh, we wouldn't be getting so much stuff done. <laughs> um, so I think it's just really amazing when you have these like all-female identified people's spaces. I think it's just really, really important. And there's so few of those spaces in the world. So talking a little bit about your experience as artists and also as mentors for this group of students and emerging artists, what was the way to create the concept and the actual work of these two murals? We are right now contemplating for whoever is able to see this through our visual feature. We have the mural at the community room, but there is another one on the new books area as well. A little smaller in size, but I think as strong and big in its message as the one that we have in the background. So how was that process of coming with these two concepts? I think we are really excited about the fact that this is the first project where we can uh, conceptualize with our community, with the community we're working with at such a deep level because we've had many different experiences, but they have all been shorter, um, the exchanges with the community, whereas here we were like every day with the students, with, with the girls, which were great. And we also got the chance to grow in that mentorship area of like actually figuring out ways to open creativity in people who haven't studied art or who have no background in art. Um, because before our experiences were more brainstormings with community where we would gather ideas and from that we would figure out the conceptualization ourselves. Whereas here, we actually got the chance to discuss with, uh, with the girls every detail where even like how the image was going to be mapped out in the space and taking the references with them, them being part of the mural. Um, so it was like, you know, in so many levels, um, even a better job at like putting out there the voice of the community we're working with. And I think that's like, it feels really great as mentors who have been able to do that. We tried a lot of new exercises which was, you know, good for us um, so that we can repeat this in the future. And the truth is that the message of both murals came out like really powerful, really beautiful. And I think it kind of surprised ourselves um, mm -hmm. because yes, like I always tell them I'm so proud of the idea that you came up with because it's their idea. Like we, we, didn't, we didn't have to, to force our ideas at any point they, they actually like made sense of every figure and how it was going to be placed and why that was important that it had certain characteristics. And yeah, we felt like so, so, so proud of them and also like that we've grown as mentors because of that. Okay, I think 
definitely there's a lot of work to be done with kind of breaking down all of the privileges that involve being an art student or being able to create, produce, and study art. It's not accessible (laughs) at all. For a lot of communities, uh, for the majority of people, studying art is next to impossible. And I think for us as a group, it's very important to kind of deconstruct that privilege and make it as accessible for everybody at every level so that they feel like their level of participation is 100%. Because it wouldn't really be at all useful for us if we couldn't um, play around with that accessibility and if we couldn't play around with mm-hmm. with um, kind of sharing what we know because then we would just be repeating a lot of errors that you know, come from years and years of history of art and mural making. And I don't think we're interested in that at all. So this process with the girls has been, like Sharon said, so complete in a way and so wonderful. And it's just been like super exciting to get to work with these girls because they're so brilliant. They're so smart. Uh, And they really deserve more platforms that allow them to express and expose how intelligent and how ready they are to take charge of things. If we were to explain the concept on both murals, what is in a nutshell concept of the one that we are in front of? I would say like short version is about women empowerment, women of color specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like even even the, the flowers that they have because the flowers have a meaning all of them are like from places of people that are people of color. We have passion fruit. We have um, the bird of paradise. The how do you call that in, in English? What? Uh, La flor de maga. It's like it's a it's like cousin of the hibiscus, but mm-hmm. it's not exactly the hibiscus. But it's a tropical flower. Um, and then in the center is Massachusetts. Um, it's a flower from Massachusetts that's called the trillium, and they're all gonna be connected. So it's like how all those origins, it's not done yet. We're still missing those, those vines that are covering their eyes. It has to do with the symbol of, you know, why justice is blind is because you have to be just, but then they are like connected on top of that. Like we are all connected in our roots. And even though there are all these different plants, they're all connected in the roots. And in the center, since we are in Massachusetts, it's like, the plants of all these places that that come into this place and grow here so that was the idea for them um and the beautiful poem is like basically women empowerment like women rising together um so yes and then there's the second mural that like i said before smaller in size compared to this one but not for that with a less or, or smaller message, actually, I feel it has such a strong historical mm-hmm. meaning right now. So what can you say about that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to look for like the, the short version, the short, powerful version of, of that mural. I think the short version, when, when I've always told people, is like, um, the importance of community organizing, and then yes. it, it connects to all the 
it branches out to, right. to, to all that that I know that you want to say. Yeah, <laughs> community organizing or community organi organization. Community as an organ, I think, would be a good description an for it. An uh, organism. As an organism, definitely. Because there, the image is this mass of people that kind of mesh into one another, and they're in a protest scene. And actually, we call in Spanish, is it all, in, is it all over Latin America, or Puerto Rico is the only one that calls it manifestaciones? Manifestaciones. Uh -huh. in Puerto Rico. I have. I honestly don't know. Like I always thought it was the way to call it. Right. I think that somebody mm -hmm. mentioned it, right. and that was so intrigued by yeah. the, the fact that the word that we used was manifestation. Right. And I was like, I've never thought about it this way. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of the word protest, we use the word manifestación or manifestation. I think the person we were talking to mentioned how it was kind of like a burst of of a coming togetherness, um, kind of like like a pinch of magic added to it. <laughs> um, and I think that mural has a lot to do with that kind of like spontaneity that comes from a very intimate and specific place for everybody. Everybody has their different reasons to manifest and to protest, but at the end of the day, when we are all together and we are all there, we do become that one mass of, you know, of needs and of desires and of feelings of change and frustration and anger. And I think that's really like, where wonderful and really important things happen, so. And I think that uh, something important of that mural is uh, we represent a lot of people in their own diversity, mm -hmm. and no matter w like what is why is the reason or what is the reason that you are manifesting yourself, are you all together like all mm -hmm. in the same way like mm -hmm. you are in the same action. It's a way to say that they with that we are all the same because we are like uh, the doing the same like the same thing in the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. yeah, and also connects with the problems, uh, situation that have been in Puerto Rico right now, like the manifestation and all things, you know, the people that, like, for the first time, the most bunch of people of Puerto Ricans have been uh, woke and uh, are manifesting their self from the government and many things, and yeah which makes total sense to have represented that moment, is so serendipitous and spontaneous the way this yeah. happened because as events were unfolding in Puerto Rico, it was that same day when some of those images began to be yes. put yes. on that wall, mm -hmm. capturing the moment as it oh. was happening. Mm -hmm. So it's really meaningful to see how this mural is history in the making yes. <laughs> and the girls were able to be part of it mm -hmm. and absorb this moment and, and see how much the power of organizing as community yes. can create change, mm -hmm. yes. a positive one without having to record to violence or to anarchy uh -huh. just by doing what it has to be done in terms of exercising your right to express, and demanding accountability from the ones who were supposed to be doing our job for the communities that they failed. Mm -hmm. 
Um, can I say something? <laughs> okay. Uh, just to kind of clarify an important detail about the protest um, in Puerto Rico. So there is a notion going around the internet, and a lot of news articles have tried to say that they were peaceful protests, and a lot of them were. And definitely the, the violence, the, the major violence, did not come from the protesters. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's very important to not erase the fact that there were people who stayed every night in San Juan breathing in pepper spray and breathing in tear, gas. tear gas and uh, kind of in those front lines facing that aggression coming from the police and coming from the government and being physically abused and being physi physically physically abused by the yes mm -hmm. uh, because there were a lot of incidents and a lot of people were arrested unjustfully arrested and a lot of people did suffer major injuries and you know that was part of it too so that the violence was there and the violence was necessary uh, in a lot of aspects for for the para el logro de la um, yeah, to for achieve, the, for to the achieve achievement that. yeah for <laughs> the achievement of of our goal which is for the governor to to resign. To, to resign so peaceful in some ways and in like a lot of the protests were very peaceful but um, that violence was there and that violence was very necessary and just just to clarify that absolutely because <laughs> uh, actually in the would you say violence necessary from people defending from, themselves? yeah from people defending so themselves I think we need to clarify yeah. 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 that because it, it felt like you were saying that the police no no not, not no not the violence from the police uh, the people defending themselves. <laughs> the people defending themselves. Yeah, because actually, one of the first people I drew for the second mural, for the one where like the protesting is happening, the first people that I drew were people that were covering their faces and that had tear tear gas masks and that had you know like bats and a shields. Because I feel like it's so important to kind of represent. represent. Yeah their importance in the protest and their presence in the protest because a lot of times they are yeah, antagonized, criminalized, yeah. antagonized by the police and by the media and uh, really they're just one of the most important aspects of, of the protests. Um, without them, a lot of things would not be able to be accomplished. So it's kind of also as a thank you to them um, yeah. for being in those front lines for doing all that and they most, did mostly of those people mm -hmm. are being the the same mm -hmm. that are being uh, protesting for many years mm -hmm. years yes mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. this this manifestation doesn't start like three weeks uh, ago mm -hmm. it started like many many mm -hmm. years ago so many. signed to 2010 or 2018 or maybe far 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 away like or 1970s uh -huh. or you know like going back. We, we, <laughs> we have our own history of protests and, and in the last couple of years it has been like i i, I intensifying Very intense. and this was like the, the last straw mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. it it's it has been a very tough couple of years and not just because of the hurricane there were problems before that many many problems which just you got to see evidently with the hurricane and how the government managed everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maria 
in a way, just helped to uncover all the damage that the government, the local government, has inflicted in its own people for so long. Mm -hmm. And also for people to learn about the existing relationship we have mm -hmm. with the United States, because for many people that's still like, she just found out because mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. And we've been there like all these years. And as an artist, it is always important to have a message, to have a meaning that goes beyond just the visual or the tangible representation of your work. It's the meaning that it has, what it goes through the years and time saying, this is why we did what we did. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel at this point as a collective of young, talented women seeing your work being featured and, and being recognized the way it is? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I think that the work that we do is, imp is important because uh, not every artist uh, have this achievement or this, um, yeah, the, uh, the achievement or... Recognition? Uh huh. Not uh, not every artist wants to work with people or mm -hmm. works with mm -hmm. uh, these uh, problems that um not that are not like that all of us the the, the same problem that we all have. So um, they only focus on do um, you know traditional fine art for museum, for galleries, for uh, you know to be an, a famous artist to be a famous artist and not to do something important through art. And that's why I think that the thing that we do is important because we don't want that. We, we only want to, yeah, the, our work will be recognized, but we, that is not the, the first thing that we, we want. We want mostly to give, like has uh, Salome said, that we want to uh, give this opportunity to other people that doesn't have the chance to experience art and also to not only art to notice that they can do things with others that they can pro uh, like uh, if they want to do this that they can create that and they they can work to do that mm -hmm. I think that also another thing that speaks to to the line of our work and what Traisa is saying is the fact that I'm not saying it, I think it's a good thing, but our work hasn't been put into the category of art by any institution. Like no institution has done that, not a gallery, not a museum. It has been through the work itself because we've worked with those people and because it, we've had because our work has had the impact to be written about mm -hmm. and be accessible um, through mm -hmm. media, through newspapers mm -hmm. and academic papers on what community organizing is. And I think that that validation through those other mediums that are not the usual art institutions um, really speaks about like what we are trying to accomplish mm -hmm. um, that is to escape from that world mm -hmm. because that world can be pretty alienating sometimes. And, and elitist. And elitist. Um, so I think that speaks to that. <laughs> yes. So art is not only manifestation of the soul and the collective expression, it is also a tool 
for resistance. It is a tool for political points of view, expression and manifestations of them. And another way also to claim for equity and social justice because art belongs to everybody. And I think what I'm hearing is that it is time that we take away from the hands of the gatekeepers of art, whatever they think art should be, mm -hmm. to let it go and let it be part of everybody's lives. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely. 100%. This is such a beautiful work and a beautiful experience to get to spend time for the past weeks seeing the process from brainstorming to almost the completion of it. I think this is something that is going to remain for many years and it's going to be such a powerful story of success for the girls from Girls Inc. being involved in this project because I know they will carry this experience mm -hmm. with them and they will share it with their peers, with their family and friends. And that will keep telling how much the meaning of every color and every stroke of the brushes in these walls mean to this community. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any last remarks? <laughs> uh, did we already say thank you to the library and specifically to Rachel? <laughs> We're so lucky to have met Rachel. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm so lucky to have met all of you. Aww. <laughs> it was no, no. You, you've been like so awesome Aww. about this. You guys have been incredible. It's been oh, such an honor. <laughs> And, you know, the connection with Girls Inc. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The girls from the library, because we have three amazing girls yes. from the library, which turned out to be girls. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's a wonderful group. And mm -hmm. and uh, we, we love, like, the work you do in the teen room. Oh, and definitely. Like, the fact that that exists, you know, mm -hmm. that and the work that this library does, too, because... Mm -hmm. My library experiences in Puerto Rico are way different. <laughs> way different. <laughs> way different. So I think that, you know, learning that through you mm -hmm. has been really, really a wonderful oh, opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Oops. No, it's okay. No, I just wanted to say that, yeah, like, I agree 100% with Sharon. I would have never imagined that a library could have such an outreach. Because uh -huh. uh, when we say that our like, public library experiences are different, we almost mean non-existent. Like, uh, we, we only have, like, we have more than one, but, like, a very central one in Rio Piedras, which is the university's um, public library. The Lazaro Library? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's full of asbestos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and, and sadly, <laughs> the other public library I know of, like, I think it's closed because um, the government did not um, Reopen preserve yeah. correctly the structure and the mm -hmm. books. Like, yeah. it was terrible news. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of books that are just being eaten by fungus and... Mm pretty terrible so to see kind of like what Rachel does to such like a personal extent to such a personal level with a lot of the kids from the community and the fact that I really doubt that if it were another person that that space would be so lively 
I'm uh, almost a hundred percent. No, I'm a hundred percent sure. Having fun in a library. <laughs> 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 the only thing that the a library just like you can go in just only like grab a book and study. <laughs> 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 but it's just they like it's full every day and it's so incredible to see so much youth uh, taking care of that space and uh -huh. hanging yeah. out at the library. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you do a tremendous job. Thank you. I feel so honored to have gotten the opportunity to work with all of you and to just see you helping youth in the community to just amplify their voices um, when they've been so silenced um, and have not been necessarily given opportunities and access to to making art. So and that legacy is going to be here. It's going to outlive us all, um, which is so special. And yeah, I just feel so honored to have had the opportunity to work with all of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this is uh, Colectivo Moribibi, this amazing and inspiring group of young artists and strong women who have thought of so much in this past weeks and they just created for us something so beautiful, not only about the work that you did with the murals, but creating something beautiful, talking about the relationship that we have now with you and seeing the way you have touched and changed the lives of these girls is something so valuable that I personally want to thank you for that. They touch us too. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's a complete mutual thing. <laughs> And hopefully this continues and we can keep working on more projects. There is a lot of space in the city that needs to be taken over by art, by public mm -hmm. art. Absolutely. I know I'm already tentatively like reserve, reserve next July of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. <laughs> well, I want to thank, to thank you for this time to have this conversation to a little bit of decompress this full experience and being almost ready to share with the world the final work of your murals. So... The invitation is open for you to continue uh, to continue working, to continue this relationship with our community, because I think this is what drives that change. We are seeing it being physically here, happening back home on the island. Hopefully we can get to see more of those changes happening yes. wherever we are. Yes. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sharon, Raisa, Salome, Rachel. The invitation for the public to come down to the Holy Public Library because these murals will be available for the enjoyment of everyone, everybody. Also, another addition to have more conversations about the meaning of these murals and how they reflect in the situations we have currently in our city, in our communities, in our society, and how can we make those changes happen. Remember, there is elections coming. With this, we conclude this session that has been recorded in the community room of the Holyoke Public Library in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm Johan Roshivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>